Welcome back to the Theme Park Universe episode nine, where we have special guest Park Journey, Greg from Park Journey, and of course, co-host Vash. Guy, how are you guys today? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Thank you so much for asking there, Wizard. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, I... uh, uh, I was I was filling in the the, the fellas before here. Uh, we had a whole bunch of topics in order to round out 2023, going on 2024. But man, stuff just keeps popping off. So we'll try to get to as many comment uh, as many uh, topics as we possibly can. If you guys though have an idea for maybe something we missed and you want us to cover, maybe we can uh, do that in the next show. Go ahead and leave uh, something in the comments below. Help us out. That's right, and. Uh... Also, where can everyone find you, Mr. Greg? Park Journey websites, YouTube, where they can <laughs> Park Journey all across the board. Uh, Park <laughs> Journey Twitter, Park Journey Instagram, Park Journey YouTube, Park Journey Facebook. Uh, yeah, it, it pretty much in same everywhere. Kind of try to keep it consistent. I like it. I like it a lot. And where are we starting off, Dr. Dre? Florida? Yeah, let's go to Florida. Let's go to Florida with Universal Studios Florida to be precise. Um, if you want to go ahead and share my screen right here, this is coming to us via Universal Parks News Today. Breaking attractions, large areas of Universal Studios Florida now opening late to cu- cut costs. Oh my gosh, what is actually happening? Well, uh, when you actually follow that link and go to the site, it seems that right here, um, welcome to the slow season. January tends to be a slower month at the Universal Orlando Resort, which often leads to operational changes at the parks. And after the holidays, park hours tend to be shortened. But Universal Studios Florida has now made a major change to their opening. Um, large areas of the park and several attractions will be opening late each day. And you can see right here, you can see some uh, attendance right there. Uh, blocking your way forward from this area. It says right here, the following attractions will be open at 10 a.m. That includes E.T., Men in Black Alien Attack, Simpsons the Ride, and Twirling Hurl. Uh, we... You know, I saw you, Wizard. You got you know into with a couple of couple of peeps on Twitter because, well, there was outrage here. And look, I don't necessarily disagree that hey, you know, if you are paying for uh, uh, the operating hours of a theme park, it's nice to have uh, every single one of those attractions available and online for each hour that it is open. However, that's not always the case, and uh, sometimes that can't always be an operational reality. In this case, right here. We have four attractions down. That is true. An hour after opening, it looks like. Um, but there are, what, a total of 13 attractions uh, for this park right here. So, what, 30% of the uh, park is down, but 70% of the uh, park is up and operating. Uh, you add in the shows right there, that average goes down to about uh, 23%. So, you know, I mean, look, it's not great. It's not awesome i'm not uh i'm definitely not enthusiastic about it but these are the four attractions that are some of the with the lowest demand but i don't know um we know wizard's thought on this and i'll go back to him in a moment but greg i want to go ahead and get your thoughts right here what do you think about all this you know i don't have a huge problem with it i mean you figure uh you know world showcase at epcot consistently in the past opens an hour later after future world uh, you know, yeah, there's not so many attractions or there didn't used to be. Um, but I don't see this being any different than that, to be honest with you. You know, you've got the whole front end of the park. You've got all the minions. You've got Fallon. You've got Mummy. You've got Rip Red Rocket. 
Um, you know, you've got Transformers, Green Gods, Transformers. You got Diagon Alley. Right. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. I honestly, it's it, if they were if this was IOA and they were not opening like Velocicoaster for an hour, then you know mm-hmm. I might have. I might have a problem, but mm-hmm. I'm okay. you know, maybe I, I would maybe not include ET in this <laughs> because it's ET and it's awesome. I know, um, I agree. But, but the rest, I'm I, I don't have a huge problem with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I thought this was. I, I, w- I won't say much ado about nothing because it is something, but at the same time, it's like these are like low demand attractions. These aren't the uh, the, the the longest. Um, I was going to say longest waits, but 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 these are the most in demand. I, I'll, mm. I'll say that. Um, and I do agree with you about the Epcot point. That's this is the point I was uh, making on another show here. Um, Ep- Epcot uh, used to open consistently, at least a World Showcase uh, used to open consistently later than the entire park itself. And you are right that there are not that many attractions, but there's a lot to do back there. And for a lot of people, that's the reason why they're visiting Epcot in the first place. This is a little bit different of a paradigm right here. Wizard, I know you have thoughts on this. Please go ahead. Yeah, you know, it was, you. Yeah. I get it, you know, hey, it sucks to have the back part, part portion of the park closed for an hour, but uh, yeah, there's some that those some of those people on on the Twitter that were responding were acting like it was a total like travesty. But really, as you brought up, Doctor Dre, you know, a lot of people they they rope drop Disney parks, right? I, I'm just not sure it's the same with the Universal parks. I, a lot of people, at least here. When I pop over to Hollywood, a lot doesn't really get busy till like ten or eleven, you know. No, it comes like and that's obviously after the hour is up. So I, there's not such a of a crush to go in, in the park anyway. Um, and even here in Hollywood, you know, the biggest attractions Harry Potter opened like an hour earlier. Super Nintendo World's open an hour early access. So the biggest things are open. Minion sometimes opens at eleven a.m. when the park opens at ten, like. I don't see anyone complaining about. It. You know, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, obviously, yes, yeah, it's not nothing, but it's not like like a total. The sky is falling. I mean, as I explained before, you go in. By the time you get your breakfast, or your trail, go to the bathroom, do the locker stuff, and then even get in line for something because I'm sure they open up the lines a little bit. You know, it's boom, ten o'clock. You can get on the thing. Like it's totally fine. But especially in the slower season. It's not like it's the summertime or holiday time either. Everyone's back in school. Universal parks, at least here, are pretty empty and take up on the weekday. So, yeah, I think it'll be just fine. I think so too. I think so too. I, I you know, it, it's um, the operational reality of running these places, especially in the off season. You know, it's it's expensive. Uh, labor is is ever increasing, uh, which is uh, is good. I mean, in in terms of uh, getting people paid, but also too, you know, for a theme park proprietor, uh, they have uh, thresholds in which they have to stay under, and so uh, sometimes this stuff happens not in the way that we at all want at all. And look, I'm I get upset when Disney does this. Uh, you know, rise historically uh, closed early uh, back mm-hmm. in the. Uh, um, the first year or so of that uh, theme park attraction opening. So, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of this, but 
again, it could always be worse. And at least this is happening with the low demand attractions. Uh, but you know, it's not low demand. Well, it's going to be the Universal Studios tour. Um, now, uh, Wizard, you have some information on this that I think a lot of people uh, would 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 like to hear from you on uh, concerning the future of this historic part of University of Hollywood. Could you please elaborate for us? Oh yes. Well, uh, this year is the 60th anniversary of Universal Studios Hollywood. Pretty cool, um, and looks like they're going all in on entertainment Halloween Horror Nights in the tour, which is great because you know, the tour started it all. And right now, if you take the two, you'll see multiple things under refurbishment, like the Bates Motel and some others. Random scalping earthquake, of course, will be coming back from its year-long refurbishment this spring. And then I've heard that a potential uh, walking portion will be coming debuting on the tour later on this year, which will be pretty cool. Um, harkens right back to the old days and you go on and off the, the tram, which is that'll be like a nice little back, um, you know, nice little um, throwback there. But also, we'll make the tour the length of time around like the same amount of time, or like it'll keep the length up because if that rumored Fall Lake expansion happens, it takes out a chunk of the tour. But if you're walking, the time will still be on 45 to 60 minutes, which is really cool. Um, so the tour is going to get some cool stuff, of course, with the electric trams as well. So exciting stuff and even more cool stuff, I'm sure, that we don't even know about. Greg, what do you what do you think? I mean, I, when you were mentioning that, I just – you two probably don't remember when you used to get off the tram and walk. Um, I certainly do from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you used to basically get down on the lower lot, and that's where the special effects shows were. And you basically got off the tram and – walk through and then back on and then finished your thing. So um, I love that idea. I, I think that there's lots of uh, space for that. Uh, obviously, if they end up shortening the, the tram route, um, you know, that that definitely plays into that as well. And I mean, there's been rumors for years as well that they're going to do the uh, the tram. They're going to move tram load down to the lower lot like it used to be as well um, and kind of use that area. I, I don't know if that's all a part of this. I doubt it, you know, for this year. Um, but, you know, that's that's been rumors for quite a while, I think. I think it, I think eventually that is coming in order to free up some space in the upper lot, uh, um, and uh, it could provide also some connective tissue with uh, some of the elements that they want to bring down there. I, I think this is awesome. I, I, the, the prospect of getting off the uh, studio tour once again, I think, is really really cool. And Wizard, I think uh, the earthquake rehab that is currently going on right now, uh, that's a little bit more. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, a, a bigger capital expenditure than we were necessarily anticipating. I guess they're doing a lot of stuff there, right? Yeah, they're uh, making the whole uh, the computer systems and getting the entire attraction. Rebuilding from the ground up, basically, in South, which is pretty cool. Now, also, they're using Windows, like, 97 in there, which is crazy. I think that's what Indiana Jones uses. It's funny how these rides use such an old Windows yeah. <laughs> uh, To get their old computer system and so forth. And uh, It's nice when those are actually um, uh, redone and, and, and uh, things are modernized. And obviously, that'll lead to some operational delays in the sh- in the short term but in the long term hopefully these things will run a lot better a lot more consistently and uh it's it's great that the studio tour is getting uh, getting a little bit of love i think that's really really cool um in preparation for some anniversaries i am sure uh but uh well we we got to talk about 
the big elephant or maybe the tram in the room uh, when it comes to what's been going on today over there uh, in Anaheim. So as everybody knows, today was the start of Magic Key Sales. 9 a.m. PT, and well, you know what that means. <laughs> Virtual queues and and uh, Disney. Oh, you know, people are still in line. People are still waiting. <laughs> They're still waiting? Oh, goodness gracious. So, uh, um, uh, well, it, it, so, okay. Uh, everything's going along. Everything's going fine. We're going to go ahead well, and open up Magic Key Sales. wasn't crying. A crash at 8.45 a.m. 8.45, the Magic Key site actually goes down right there. Um, uh, the theme Park Insider right here, we're working on it. Uh, Those sliding doors were very busy today. I right? think the uh, credit card machines went down at the park as well. Yeah, that too. Heard. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's the that's the thing here. Uh, I love this joke right here. I've got no problem with the doors work doing IT, but maybe... You need more than seven of them. I like that right there. You were saying that the credit card machines went down. Well, this was the state. So if you wanted to bypass maybe the online system right here, well, your luck didn't get much better. You can see right here just crazy lines right here at the um, uh, the ticket booths uh, in front of both Disney California Adventure and... Uh, Disneyland in the Esplanade right there. This is via Reddit right here. Credit card machines at Disneyland are currently down, and the wait times at guest services are being quoted at 3.5 plus hours. Magic Key went back on sale at 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, you can see right here just the just the insanity uh, that is this 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 system right here. It's just crazy. It's insane. Um, not only They've that, made it but such an event, like it's just mm -hmm. you know you don't see this at any other park in the world. It's just because they cut them off, and it's, it reminds me of like back in the day when they used to you know only release the movies every seven years or something like that. You would mm -hmm. you know, get long lines of people wanting to buy the VHS or whatever. That doesn't even compare to this. This is just insane, and they've just even even you know KTLA and all the news is reporting on it, and you know everything that Disney does now. It's just they've it's just. Free publicity for Disneyland, basically. And people it are still is, it is. I, I, you know, I mean, if people are, are still waiting uh, or opting to wait at these massive lines and go through all the hassle in order to do this, you know, they feel that there's a compelling product on the uh, other end of it. So, anyway, you know, who, who am I to judge? Uh, but I mean, it'll look, theme park insider <laughs> has followed him all day. He got in there at 9 a.m. and it broke and what other stuff. It was at the end of the day when I got home or something. He said, update, all that time waiting, and he didn't even get one. It all sold out. Like, come on, man. They have, Disney has people waiting the whole work days in this virtual thing, and for a luck of the random draw, and you can maybe or maybe not get one. When there's really an unlimited amount available, they just cap it. I, so guess. Annoying. I don't know why people do that, but I guess they, they really, I mean, just get the three-day SoCal resident ticket. That's perfect. That's what I do. I'm, I don't wait in these lines for $1,700 magic key that has blockout dates. Terrible. Yeah, we've spoken to Robert Niles before. Good guy, but uh, man, I, I feel so bad for him. Five hours uh, uh, plus wasted a day caught in Disney's IT loop after getting through the queue and got nothing in the end it looks like right here via this update from scott gustin uh magic key update the enchant key believe key and inspire key are no longer available for new purchases the past 
passes are now only available for renewals. The Imagine Key is still available for new purchases Whack. and renewals. Um, man, really? It's, insane. Insane. This is, uh, well, 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 go ahead, Greg. Uh, yeah, you have, um, just, it, you know, it, I mean, we have a magic key. We renewed ours last year. Um, you know, we almost didn't, but it's, you know, like Robert, like he, he they should be giving him an annual pass. Like, Ryan, for real. <laughs> like I've known Robert for 15 years. Like he gets invited to every single Disney thing. He doesn't need a magic key. Come on, Robert. But it's just, it's, it's just crazy that there's just this much demand still, uh, you know, for, for Disneyland passes and, you know, they're still doing reservations and they're doing all this. And then at least in Florida, they've kind of, you know, they've, they've stopped reservations on certain days and right. it's just, it's, it's too much. It, it's too much hassle at this point, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I love Disney. We're, you know, we, we're going to, you know, go with, you know, we have our pass until September at least. Um, you know, so we're probably going to keep them, but it's just, it's such, you have to dedicate an entire day, you know, and you know, how much money to, you know, just buy the pass, let alone, you know, actually being able to use it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, it, it, it is a lot of rigmarole to go through now. Um, and, and, you know, one of the reasons why they, uh, maintain the reservation system is because of this crazy demand right uh so there is a practical uh, value to it and i understand it but it, it's still it's it's not nearly as convenient as was as it was uh, before when you could just you know show up now you have these you know like six reservations you have to handle if you have the inspire key uh, for example yeah. right and you you know you have to dole those out in, in various ways and then trying to align yourself up with the past requirements of like a like a ticket holder, if you want to bring your, you know, friends or family or whatever, that's a whole big process that I had to go through. Unfortunately, back in November. Oh, but oh, good. I'm just gonna this video again. I mean, they knew people were gonna come show up, so why don't you put some temporary kiosks where people self serve kiosks and people buy their magic key instead of standing these lines? They have to be there yeah, forever. If, if there's no lines, then there's no there's no story. You don't get your free book. Oh, I mean, the lines will still be there, but at least the people in the back of the line will can go to little self-serve kiosks. And then there'll be lines of the kiosks. At least can spread them out a little bit. Because I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't even remember last time I, I went to a ticket booth at any theme park. Me <laughs> you know, let alone that line. Yeah. I would have just turned around and I went and gone home. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say like that's crazy. Well, and well, that's the thing too. It's like uh, you know, I, I think uh, Wizard brings up a good point here. Yes, I do agree with you, Greg. It, it is. It is they they get the publicity off of these things and the artificial scarcity and all those things. Those are tactics in order to generate demand, right? Uh, but it's like, man, could this process be at all any any better fulfilled, right? It maybe not in the physical context, but but in the virtual context, at least this IT stuff, man, it, it's just getting insane. It's getting horrendous. You know, five hours in this whole thing. I, people got to work. If, if, I mean, if, you I, know, if, I, if I ran, if my company ran IT the way that Disney does, we would be out of business. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I know in my line of work, uh, <laughs> there'd be no excuses for this to be happening over and over and over again. Maybe in the physical space, you can get the uh, social media clicks, but um, in the virtual space, you know, people end up very, very frustrated. It's it, it's tough, um, for sure. Uh, but uh, you know, what I mean, like it's not that frustrating because look, they're back at it. <laughs> they 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 keep doing it right here, and it's kind of surprising that there would be this much demand, uh, considering 
you know, there's a lot of stuff uh, going down for refurbishment, at least in the short term and, and uh, you know, throughout the year. Um, we know that Haunted Mansion is going to be down at least the original incarnation is not going to be available for all of 2024. You know, maybe we can get the uh, holiday version at the very tail end here. Uh, but we know that uh, Tiana's Bay Adventure is not going to be open until, uh, what, um, probably in the winter as well. Um, we have a, a, a slew of different entertainment venues that still aren't open. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's a tough justification for a purchase of this magnitude and especially the rigmarole that has to go into uh, both getting it and getting the value from it. It's a lot to take in for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and then you just looking at this list, you know, you see things like, uh, you know, pirates closed to temporarily at genie plus, which we all know it's not. Temporary. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you know, you've got, I mean, yeah, you've got some good things on here as far as, you know, the Lunar New Year um, and things like that. You know, obviously this weekend is the, you know, Disneyland Half Marathon weekend, which is always big. Um, but I mean, I was seeing things today, people, you know, they're coming to do the marathon and they can't get into the park because there's no reservations available. You yeah. know, and that's like, that's like one of the big things when, I mean, I've done a Disneyland Half Marathon, I think four or five times. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like one of the big things. It's like you get to go on the, you go in the park after and you get to, you know, wear your medal and you're high fiving everybody that's wearing the medal. Mm -hmm. You can't get in the park. You know, they, people running the marathon should get automatic. Yeah. Re should, reservation. I'm sorry. The, you're, I mean, you're, paying you're paying $235 to run 13 yeah, miles through, through Anna crime. And you should be able to get into the park. I, mean, I didn't even know. That. I thought they just got a ticket. I Oh, that's nope. terrible. No, no. I, 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 you know, enough to yeah. show up like four in the morning. That's a whole ordeal. And oh, then it's a big go yeah, home, it's like, a whole thing. Oh go ahead, Greg. And, and but yet I was looking today to see if I could buy a bid from somebody who's not racing because I want to do it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you so, go. You there know. you go. <laughs> well, let's get um let's get reservation openings at least for the racers and also too for Disneyland hotel guests. Uh, whether whether you're staying at the Pixar Place Hotel, Grand Californian, DVC, all that, at least give them access to the park. Can we? Can we prioritize <laughs> a little bit? Anyway, said lovey. Um, these are what's happening. But if you want to go ahead and, and join this experience yourself, you're going to get a chance to right here. D23, the ultimate fan event starting um, on March 26th. You, too, can join a virtual queue to buy tickets uh, for this thing. Now, hopefully it won't be as bad. Uh, but, um, well, it is coming back here August 9th, 10th, and 11th right here. And this is going to be the first time where the Honda Center uh, will be uh, hosting events right here also we got a little bit more information on all this stuff um disney also announced the fan focused event will quote be expanded globally beginning in san uh sao paulo brazil this november this is the first time that disney's biggest fan event will take place in latin america featuring unique content from brands across the walt disney company brazil is notable for a couple of reasons one it's a huge um uh um location for which uh, visitors visit Walt Disney World and uh, we have heard it in you know past decade or so as one of those areas where Disney would like to maybe expand to to actually place a park now obviously you know that's 
you know, this is probably way off and, you know, it's all preliminary. But it, it, it's interesting that they are expanding in this market, at least for the uh, D23 Expo right here. Uh, Disney says the event in Anaheim, quote, feature Disney Plus integration, musical performances with world-class artists, special content presentations, a new interactive app, and one-of-a-kind shopping experiences. Now, that Disney Plus integration is going to be the key point here because according to Deadline, portions of the ultimate Disney fan event will be streamed on Disney Plus, possibly including the 2024 Legends Award Ceremony, according to Deadline. So, guys... You gonna be making the jump out here to see this thing, or are you gonna be streaming online? What's your take on all this? Um, let's see. Well, I've never been to one, but I plan to go to at least the parks panel, uh, hopefully <laughs> this year. And whatever they are going in the Honda Center, if they don't announce something, I'll be very disappointed and demand my money back. <laughs> but I will still try my best, and hopefully the Wizards will come with. I, I can't wait for Josh Jamar to get up there and say, do you want to talk about all the stuff we could be doing? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Greg. What were you saying? I, we were at, I was at last D23 and I was in the room during the parks presentation and it's like, it was deflating to be honest with you. It was, just, it, it, uh, it was bad. Uh, but you know, it's funny. I, I do think the park presentation will be in the Honda center. So it'll be interesting to see if, not only do they offer space, you know, for those attending D23, but, you know, separate tickets just for that presentation. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I would say yes, if, if that's, if they're going that way. Uh, because, I mean, obviously, Honda Center, you know, you're talking, you know, depending on how much of the, of the stage <laughs> is taken up, you're talking, you know, at least 15,000 people. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the space at Anaheim Convention Center only holds, I think it was, you know, like four or 5,000. So that's a good uh, point. you're talking, you know, three times, three to four times as many people. And obviously not everybody goes to the parks presentation anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, you know, you got to get from the Anaheim Convention Center to Honda Center. It's not, you know, it's it's not far, but there's not public transportation or anything that goes, uh, you know, from those two spots. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that they'll open it up for just, you know, hey, $25 ticket or whatever it is for um, just the parks panel and, and maybe some of the other if they're doing any other panels like the uh, you know Marvel panel or anything else that they're going to do or the movies panel that they're right. going to do over there. I, I, I would imagine that they'll probably offer that. So Greg, um, do you think they'll announce something? I mean, I think at this point that, you know, I mean, they announced, you know, the Avengers ride, <laughs> the last one. And <laughs> I, I, a, I, I, I was cleaning up my closet the other day and I actually found the poster from D23 2022 that, you know, coming soon to Disney California Adventure and the artwork, and nothing has been said about it since. Uh, so, I if, if there there's just so much blue sky stuff going on, if I I, I would imagine they're going to announce something, but it has to be a firm announcement. Uh, yeah. You know, at this point, nothing has even started being constructed uh, that we don't know about at Disney. Um, at any of the park. So mm -hmm. sure if they did announce something in August, you're talking at least, you know, two to two and a half to, you know, three years at minimum. Um, but I would, I, I would say that I would think that something is coming to Anaheim. We do have the Olympics coming in 2028. Right. Uh, lots of tourism, lots of people from other countries. So I would imagine that there's going to be something that they're going to want to open significantly I mean, uh, prior, prior to the Olympics. Yeah. Man, That's like, that, that gives them four years. So if they announce it August of 2024, that gives them yeah. four years from announcement to open at Disneyland. So, so gotta, like, I would, like, hurry up. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. So I, I if if I had to, if I was if I was a betting person, I would say something is if something will be announced for Disneyland to open in time for the Olympics. Yeah, that that um, I think it's a fair bet. I think it's a fair bet, especially with um, Disneyland Ford. Uh, kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of, you know, making its way uh, across the across the finish line right here. Not necessarily say that we'll get anything substantial directly from that initially, but some infrastructure would be really, really nice. Maybe a new parking structure opening up in time for those Olympics. Uh, at, you know, but, but then on, on the flip side, you know, the Olympics are in Paris this year, and they didn't do it. They're not doing anything for that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think That's for that one. For that one, I think like the Disney Studios Park, I think the stuff is still be open this year, but the COVID, I think that kind of lit. So I think I'll give them a pass there because I believe they, they're trying. True. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they did they did open the Marvel stuff last year. Yeah. I'll give them a little yeah. bit of a pass there. But for I'll, here, I'll I mean, gosh, I know another park that is ready for the Olympics. Uh, and it's a pretty small park. It's a movie park right down the street from me. I know they're getting ready for the Olympics, but oh, yeah, I'm sure Knott's is, and I'm, I know Six Flags has some cool stuff, but I don't know what's going on after Tiana's, but I hope to be pleasantly surprised. Well, and that's <laughs> and that's just it, uh, you know, briefly before we switch our next topic right here, mm -hmm. but what they could be talking about at this year's D23 Ultimate Fan Event. Um, could. It's... It's interesting because uh, the, the Disney Plus integration I find particularly fascinating. Now, as people might be aware of, if you're not, um, well, here you go. Uh, Iger has made statements suggesting that Disney Plus will be prof profitable by the uh, end of uh, uh, what is it, uh, twin, uh, fiscal year 2024, Q4 uh, to be exact. And that ends. That quarter ends right at the end of September, right there until we go into the next uh, year, uh, fiscal year, on October 1st. So, to get some Disney Plus integration, to get some people subscribed to the platform, not a bad move right here, especially via live streams. Going to be very interesting to see how that all works um, as that uh, expands. But what they might be talking about here, well, maybe not uh, this precisely, but uh, the Country Bear Jamboree at Magic Kingdom Park will close for refurbishment on January 27th and reopen with a new show this summer. No specific opening date has been announced. Um, this was announced, what, at the, not not the last D23 Expo. Well, Destination D, right? Destination D23, yeah. right, no, right, London. exactly. And uh, there are there are going to be some changes right here with the show. Um, the big speculation is that um, that the audio tracks themselves will be completely overhauled and maybe even replaced outright uh, for um, uh, for units that actually use uh, electronic actuators as, as opposed to like uh, hydraulic fluid uh, pneumatic actuators. So this might be really really cool to see what technology they actually eventually bring here. But beyond Big Thunder, as we've heard before. Uh, it was uh, revealed as part of this announcement. Um, we see right here Disney Parks blog, but hold your horses, we're not done yet. We have a lot of growth and investment planned for our theme parks in the coming years and look forward to sharing more announcements about Frontierland. So y'all come back now, you hear? Uh, Braden from Mickey Views says, the more announcements teased for Frontierland are closing Pecos Bills for Chiana's Restaurant and, if they ever get the money, building something desert-ish behind Big Thunder so they can rope, in, uh, rope it into a new land and remove the Frontierland theme from the existing street not speculation 
Well, we're going to treat it as rumor for right now, but uh, Greg, do you think there's anything behind this right here? Um, yeah, I know. mean, I, 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 there's been, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk uh, that Tiana's doesn't, you know, that uh, doesn't really fit Frontierland uh, in in Florida. Um, I, I disagree, but you know, I, I'm, 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 I was never a huge fan of Splash Mountain anyway. Um, but it, it makes sense, you know, whether it's a kind of a, a New Orleans square, because I mean, technically, you could really take over that whole Frontiers land side of, uh, you know, where the side where Country Bears is, and then also incorporate pirates and make New Orleans square, and then you have Tiana's there. You can do that. I mean, Pirates is literally right right behind Pecos Bill. So uh, you kind of remove that from Adventureland, put it into a, a New Orleans Square type area. Um, and then obviously you get, you have to have more in Frontierland than just Big Thunder. Uh, right. And so, you, you know, you, you kind of, you know, build stuff in behind there, that beyond Big Thunder rumor that's been around for, you know, probably longer than I've been alive. No, maybe not that long. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, 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 I do. I definitely think, you know, there's there might be something to that. I, I think so. I think so. I think it's um, it's not the it's not the worst move to incorporate maybe a a, a you know itty bitty sized New Orleans Square in amongst Frontierland, and you can kind of expand that theme out, especially with Big Thunder being so prominently located as it is. You can um, at the last D twenty three Expo actually they did tease about a Beyond Big Thunder project. Now obviously that's changed a little bit because it looks like Encanto's instead going to be incorporating to Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is very interesting. So maybe we keep the Coco concept. Maybe we do something with the, with the Villains Land, uh, something like that. But, uh, you know, to re-theme existing portions of Frontierland to 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 incorporate it with Tiana's by Adventure right next door, not, not uh, a, a terrible plan, especially, I mean, we've seen Disneyland do something similar with Tiana's Palace from French Market, right? To mm. further incorporate that um, Tiana theme into the upcoming attraction. Uh, Braden expands this point right here. If they don't secure the necessary re resources and approvals to remove Frontierland in its entirety like they want to, at the very least, we should see Disney create a New Orleans area consisting of Tiana's by Adventure and what is currently Pecos Bill. Um, what's interesting about that uh, Pecos Bill specifically, I had no idea before I visited recently this summer that Pecos Bill was the size it was because I was like, okay, we're hearing a lot of rumors about this. Let me go ahead and peek my head in. And this it's thing huge. is massive. Huge, oh, yeah. It just goes on for rooms and rooms yeah. and rooms. Ooh. So uh, whatever they put there, you know, I, I, and I'm not uh, opposed necessarily to uh, uh, Tiana's Palace or... or, or something like it um, being incorporated within Pecos Bills. But whatever they do put there has to be the draw in order to fill that space up. Because, man, I that mean, is... I mean, it, it's so big. You could put Tiana's, you could put Cafe Orleans, and you could probably do a Blue Bayou-type place. Yes. In that. Oh, wow. I mean, it's that, it's that huge. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's massive. I mean, it's it's huge. It takes up almost that entire corner uh, between yeah. the little parts of the Caribbean outpost right there. And I mean, it's uh, the, it's bigger than any any restaurant at Disneyland. Yeah. Without yeah. Even, uh, like that, like I mean, I, I without even thinking about square footage, it's bigger than any restaurant at Disneyland. Bar I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, this this that place is 
whew, that place is massive. So, uh, and and it was interesting. I was having a conversation with uh, a Walt Disney Worlder, who, you know, who, who knows the property very, very uh, intimately. And they were saying that, yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing that Magic Kingdom is really missing is quick service uh, food options and Pecos Bills being the big one of the biggest ones. I mean, you have to be... Um, you know, you have to be delicate with this whole thing because it could, it could, you know, uh, really shift the, uh, um, what is it, the the, the ecosystem <laughs> of the park in significant ways, right there. Whereas uh, Disneyland definitely needs more sit-down restaurants, I would say. But uh, this is some big news, uh, uh, Wizard. What do you think about all this? You know, I think it makes perfect sense. You know, you have a like a little New Orleans Square area, then uh, Splash Mountain. It's uh, Tiana. Very green right now, so kind of, I don't know, very brown versus green. I feel like it fit, fit in more. And um, yeah, pretty nice area. Pecos Bills. I haven't heard. How was the food? That was a good. I haven't been. Uh, uh, Pecos. It's isn't it similar to kind of uh, Ranchers of Zocalo and um, yeah, it, it, yeah. They, I mean, they've got. I think I think they have the yeah. They have like you know the Mexican area, and then I think there's a barbecue menu as well. Um, but like my wife and I had talked when we were there in August. We we had tacos and nachos, and you know, even as a California boy, you know, they weren't the worst tacos and nachos. You know, we're very picky about our Mexican food here, mm-hmm. uh, but they were. It was decent for you know for theme park tacos. It wasn't bad. Oh, yeah, so Tiana's Palace will be a nice, refreshing menu anyway. I'm sure it'll be pretty nice. But everyone seems to like the food here. I haven't been yet. But um, so, yeah. It'll be good. I, I can tell you right now, I, I did uh, sample uh, back when I visited the park in November. I did sample uh, uh, Tiana's Palace. And I, I will say, I was really, really pleased with it's what good. I had it's right very there. Good. Um, yeah. The yeah, sweet sour Tabasco. Oh, my goodness gracious. I could take that yeah. on just about anything. It was really I, I will good. say the beignets are not really beignets, but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're more hand pies than beignets, but they're, mm. they're still really good. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, Pecos Bill was notable for having the, the taco bar. So, you know, you had all those toppings and stuff that you could place yeah. on those. Um, unfortunately, that hasn't been a reality since uh, 2020, obviously, for yeah. obvious reasons. It's probably some could surmise right there. So it's lost a little bit of its luster. Maybe it is time to to reimagine this space, as it were. But be careful there, guys. This is a huge, huge space. Whatever you do. You got to make sure you get uh, <laughs> what is it? Butts and seats, let's say. Uh, but I and know we have a character dining location too for Tiana. Oh, well, that's yeah, an interesting point. You could dedicate a room for that. Yeah, yeah, you could dedicate like a room for it for sure. Yeah, like that little, is an interesting like idea. Never Tiana thought about that. Dining. Well, um, because we only have a little bit of time left here, guys, let's go ahead and end on a very, very positive note right here. This is Disneyland Paris, specifically uh, the Electrical Sky Parade. Uh, Now, we had heard from various announcements uh, from Disney over the years that this was coming. And a lot of people were like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. You know, we've seen drone shows in the past, but I don't think anybody was was you know, had braced themselves sufficiently sufficiently in order to ready themselves for just what debuted right here. This has got to be some of the best work that entertainment has done in quite a while and has really kind of set the stage for a brand new art form or brand new medium. Guys, what do we think about this? I'm going to be playing some footage from uh, DLP Welcome as we talk here, but uh, what, are you, what are you guys' reactions to this? I mean, I, I don't think I've been quite blown. And obviously, just seeing the video, but since Fantasmic debuted at Disneyland, I don't think I've seen 
a nighttime spectacular that just made my jaw drop. Yeah. Since I since I first saw Fantasmic at Disneyland in 1992, uh, yeah. aging myself a little bit there. Uh, you know, it's funny. My my wife and I were actually supposed to go to Dis- to Disneyland Paris uh, this year. We're not going to quite make it. We're going to go next year. Um, so I'm hoping this isn't just like a one year thing. It's you know they're going to you know, continue it because I definitely. I need I need to see this in person. It just this, looks amazing. This looks totally incredible. Uh, you're going to see some effects here, guys, as we're talking over it, where the the drones themselves interact uh, and and have some special uh, um, what is it uh, um, special features <laughs> that I don't think none of us uh, uh, quite anticipated. This Ooh. is some really really magical stuff. I will say before I throw it over to Wizard here, this is some of the best work that i've seen from disney just in general in a long long time this is some really really cool stuff genuinely this is this is awesome right here uh wizard what what are your thoughts on this wow it still makes me jealous that nothing like this over here because the international parks are just so cool but uh i mean the drones i love me some drones and disneyland paris and, and the other park over there there's some pretty Pretty awesome drone shows, but look at this. Look at the train go up. I like. I hate the main street electrical parade, but I like this thing. This is great. <laughs> um, I mean, the drone. Oh, you, oh, you did not just bash my my, my electrical parade. <laughs> uh oh, right. Here we go. <laughs> electrical parade done. I'll take the sky parade though, and electrical parade can go to Florida because I want paint the night back. But um, these drones here. The ship, the Peter Pan, I believe, or Pirates segment that carries the float fireworks at the end of it. Like, that's cool. The Pete's Dragon has the smoke coming out of it. Like, and they have the fountains, the projections. Like, they have everything. I need the show now, right here, right now. Sorry, Mickey's Moves Magic, but you got to replay it with this. This is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's, it, it, it's speechless. Like, it's. You know, it, you, you've seen you've seen the you know the progression of drone technology, you know, over the last decade or so, and this just you know, I mean, it's Dis- it's Disney magic right there. You you know, that's it, that's all you can say. Well, it's you know what it is. Um, uh, it you know it's it's hard to put yourself back into like nineteen. 19- 71, for example, right, with the debut of the uh, electrical water pageant on, you know, Seven Seas Lagoon and what that might have felt like for people of that era who had never seen anything like that. And then to have that deal, to have that idea brought to life in parade form in 1972 with the debut of the electrical uh, parade in uh, Disneyland, you know, that that must have been like, whoa, like I, I I did not know that lights could do that, you know, and that was the first kind of battery technology right there. Obviously, the show changed a lot since then, but it kind of like I kind of get the sense of like, wow, that this feeling that I'm having right now must have been the feeling back then. And it's that's a pretty special feeling. I will say with, with you, Greg. Uh, I, I, you know, I was there for, uh, in 1992, you know, I was very, very little, but I was there for the beautiful Fantasmic and just, just jaw dropping excellence, yeah. uh, right there, you know, um, you know, world of color, uh, De- definitely brought a, a new medium, a new art form with it, but it was like, okay, water. It didn't have <laughs> that same, like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is just so awesome. I would love to see a version of the show augmented by fireworks in, in, at least to kind of fill in some of the gaps between, um, 
performances from those drones and set up and, and take down. Uh, but uh, other than that, this is this is great. And the inclusion of projections, the inclusion of water effects, this is one of the best effects right here coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say, you know, if, if, if they ever did try to bring this to Disneyland, they would need to augment it with fireworks. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, people are going to yell at me, but because the castle was so small, they would need to augment it with, uh, mm. but which is, but I love Disneyland's castle. Don't get me wrong. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you can't, you can't do this. At Disneyland's castle, you the mm-hmm. projections, you you know you can't you wouldn't be able to see the projections outside of you know the hub, so to speak. Right. It's just you would have to augment mm-hmm. it with you know more fireworks. Than, you know, yeah, and I I would be interested to to see uh just 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 how like the viewing angles for some of these drones and how they look from multiple angles because that's the other mm-hmm. thing that that kind of hinders Disneyland, right? You have to be able to see a show from like three different distinct mm-hmm. vantage right. points, so that can get a little bit complicated as well. Um, I know you know the the, the American lawyers over here are <laughs> one of the uh, stop gaps that are keeping this from coming to the parks here. Uh, but come on, guys, can we overcome some of those legal uh, hurdles right here? Have we gotten to a point they where better. this stuff is safe enough? I mean, look, Knox did some drones. Universal did some drones. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it's more of a California thing at this point than, you know, because like Dollywood has a fantastic yeah. drone. I mean, show. Disney World, the uh, drones are down Disney Springs for a second there. Yeah, I think th- this is, a, I think this kind of, you know, it's just like just the next level, you know. Yeah, it is. Hopefully we can get some of this stuff going. I mean, you know, can we dedicate like Tom Sawyer's own, for example, uh, to, to, to set set this up and have effects go over it? It'd be great, but um, this is some you genuine know, it'll, stuff. You know, speaking of which, it would be interesting to see if they kind of try to do a drone light some some something when when Phantasma comes back maybe oh, testing yeah. it out that's you know, kind a good of seeing idea. It, you know maybe that's maybe, maybe uh, some low level stuff just on the river you know that doesn't go too high you know possibility that's a good idea I like it I you like can't it. have a dragon catch on fire if they're all drones right <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good point right there um, I'll I'll settle for Peter Pan segment coming back but uh, hey if you you can incorporate you. new magic. I'm down for that too. Um, oh, look the guitar! Oh, that's nice. It's great. Yeah, the uh, really, really good stuff right here. So uh, that was very heartwarming to see. Um, you know, it, it's 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 very popular to be negative about the mouse right now. And look, sometimes they bring it on themselves. But <laughs> when they when they do do some amazing stuff, when they do do some. Really fantastic stuff. Definitely got to call that gotta out. Got to give him credit. Um, got to give yeah. him credit. Yep. Look at that. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I think that just about does it for today's show there, Wizard. Uh, was there anything more that you wanted to add, Greg? Let's final thoughts, it. anybody? Any, I'm Greg, any final it. thoughts? Any crazy rumors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not that, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I just thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yes, and please come on anytime. Anytime you want me. Absolutely. Great finish right there. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Good way to end it. Good way to end it. Perfect. Like, subscribe, and have a electrical day. Boom.